Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, September 2nd. Hey, yesterday was a pretty decent day, a little mixed, but hey, we'll take it. Um, but as you can see on the screen, do you got a 401k? Be contributing to your plan. Would it be nice to get some good written, personalized, ongoing advice for your 401k plan? Hey, we've got that offer now where we can help you with that. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. We can help you with your 401k. Hey, Dave's coming up here in just a minute. We got some stuff to talk about. More earnings coming in, construction spending. And of course, it's Thursday. So we'll talk about unemployment today. So with that, uh, Dave will join us next. today it's uh it's thursday it's unemployment day and uh i guess the markets actually ended up in decent shape yesterday yeah we survived nicely i mean i'm showing a 48 point drop on the dow one point up on the s p and 50 points up on the uh, nasdaq so two out of three were up and I, I was kind of alluding to it. I go, I'll bet the VIX has finally settled down to a gentle roar for a little while because it was kind of jumping around there for a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I mean, it's back down below 20. It's actually right now about uh, oh, 17, a little over $17 right now. So it's down about uh, one, about one point from where it was yesterday. Okay, yeah, the VIX being a measure of how volatile the market is, and I, yeah, boring is good, even though it gives us talking heads less to talk about. It's the way the market should behave, up a little bit, then down a little bit less than it went up, and then go back up a little bit. We all want to see it go up, but it's not going to do that every single day, and losing 48 points on the Dow in one day, that's 14 one-hundredths of a percent. We can take that back in about 10 minutes, can't we? Absolutely, you know, so not much of a decline at all. Uh, which is which is good, um, and like you said, the markets can't just keep going up and up and up and up. They got to give a, give up a little bit and 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 take a little breather every now and then. And and the Dow's been doing that more than the other two indexes lately, for sure. Yep, and it's still solidly in the nosebleed territory. I mean, that 50-point gain on NASDAQ got us right bumping our nose on another record. Now we've just got a couple hundred points to go to get to it. But still, when you start getting up to 35,300 dows, uh, we can afford to sit for a couple of days and let the rest of the world catch up. Economic news, we started out this cycle with one that came out yesterday, and holy crud, we actually got some good news in the construction business, I gather. We did, you know, it, uh, construction spending actually increased by three tenths of a percent. Um, that was a tenth of a percent better than analysts had expected. So that was some good news there in the construction industry, and, and we always like to see that because that gives another data point for for uh, for housing. Absolutely, we talk about housing so important as being a you know a bellwether, but it generates so many other ancillary sales that. 
that kind of drives the economy, especially watching what it's done in the economy down here. So it's good news overall. This morning's number starts out with that part of our flurry of unemployment bits of information. And first-time jobless claims was not a big surprise, but nevertheless a positive surprise. They expected 345,000 claims. We had 353,000 last week, and the report out of the government this morning, only 340,000. I think that's a pandemic low, isn't it? Yes, sir, it sure is. That's the uh, the lowest uh, initial job claims we've seen since March of 2020. So um, that, was, that was good to see. Uh, we like to see uh, unemployment claims dropping. And so the next, uh, obviously, the next shoe will be uh, tomorrow when we see what non-farm payrolls are supposed to be. And this is going to be the obviously the big number when we get the monthly report of how many total jobs the economy added. And that uh, I've always called it mythical because the unemployment rate itself is a mathematical construct, but it's got a big morale boost or kick in the pants, depending upon which way it goes. And we're expecting it to go down a bit, I gather. Uh, we are. We're expecting it to drop a little bit more from where it was. It was uh, at the last uh, reading, it was 5.4%. Uh, they're expecting it to drop to 5.2% now. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm old enough to remember back in the 70s when we were saying 5% unemployment was considered full employment. And if we ever got under 5 we'd be overheating the economy. Well, we've kind of gotten spoiled by 4% rates and less but uh, still, 5% would be a relatively healthy place to be if we got down into that range again. It definitely would be. You know, the, the other number that we don't talk about a lot, but every now and then we do, and that's the, um, you know, those people that have given up and, and those, uh, I forget what number they call that unemployment number, but, but that's a, usually a higher number. And that one plays a little bit more into the really a, a, a true picture of how many people are unemployed. Especially during each challenging economic times, the measure is U6 that includes absolutely everything, uh, including discouraged workers that just have given up and stopped looking. I haven't tracked it for a couple of months, but the U6 rate has been falling faster than the, uh, than the uh, official unemployment rate, and that's good to hear, too. But it's still up there still. We're still looking, we're still looking in the range of 10% total on the U6 number. Other stuff that we're looking at, uh, we got two other reports that are slightly less momentous. The uh, productivity measurement for the second quarter of the year, this is the one bit of bad news we got for the day. The government revised it downward from a 2.1% growth rate, or from a 2.3% growth rate, down to only a 2.1% increase in productivity. Uh, it's a revision on a prior figure. I'm not sure how much it really shakes the earth much. The uh, trade deficit, though, that might make some people say, hey, well, things are getting a little bit better. It went down another 4.3% last month, which i got to consider, assuming it's not those container ships outside of Los Angeles, good news. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's always nice to see our trade deficit start to fall because we've always been so lopsided on our trade deficit. Um, and so we like it when it starts to fall and continue to fall. So hopefully that, uh, and, and like you said, hopefully it's not because we're, we're just not getting the stuff we're ordering. Uh, yeah, that's the other side that we really don't want to have. Another stuff that we're going to get a little later on this morning, uh, about 10 o'clock, we're going to hear about factory orders and durable goods orders, and that's going to be a macro that may affect the market somewhat, but we're still getting some uh, household names 
Uh, as far as the earnings reports are concerned, getting into the <clears throat> meat of the issue, how did Hormel do? <laughs> hey, Hormel reported um, they did uh, did okay. They came in at 39 cents a share, which was exactly where they were expected to come in. Uh, revenue, though, was above expectations. They gave weaker than expected guidance for the full year, which, you know, they don't like that. Noting that obviously they're being impacted by higher costs, um, even though they've been able to increase some of their costs along the way. Um, they are uh, they're down about three and a half percent this morning uh, before we get going. They're really getting close to actually a 52 week low right now, Dave. They've been kind of whacked a couple of times with labor issues, COVID issues, and uh, now a guidance report, and it kind of keeps the trend going that guidance is what's really driving a stock price these days. Yeah, it definitely is, and we'll see that in a minute. Uh, let's go to the next one I have, which is Land's End. Um, mm -hmm. They beat by six cents a share, revenue above expectations. However, the company also said its profit margins would moderate back in the second half of the year, due to supply chain issues. Um, and so they're, uh, they're getting beat up today, down 6.5% uh, before we get started trading. The, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find some good news somewhere in the stock prices, and I found a little bit here with Signet Jewelers. You know, that's Zales and, and Jared's and that, that group of, of, uh, of jewelry stores. Um, they beat substantially, I guess, uh, pent-up demand maybe. Uh, they uh, they came in at three dollars and fifty seven cents a share compared to a dollar sixty nine that was expected. Get this one: same store sales up ninety seven percent. Now that's that's more in line with what I'd expect. Although a pleasant surprise given the year over year, given the fact that we're comparing to a year in which a lot of the stores were closed, that makes more sense than the company we had yesterday. It was only up like ten percent. Yeah, and uh, of course they were expected like seventy nine percent. So still a huge beat there. Um, oh, yeah. They ra they raised their four year guidance, so you know that's good for them. They're up eight percent this morning. A new fifty two week high for them. Cool beans. And again, that bellwether element that I keep talking about, discretionary retail, that, that's always a good thing to see happening in a consumer-driven economy. And it looks like that class of stock is doing well in general this period. It, it definitely does. It does, uh, those higher-priced items. So, hey, we've got a couple of, um, well, let's say just downward momentum stocks here. Let's start with Chewy. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they're the pet food company or the pet company, online company. Um, they, uh, they had wider than expected losses and revenue fell way short of expectations. Um, you know, they, they had lots of issues there. They are trading down today, 9.7% right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, guys at Chewy, I really didn't mean to make you ship me three shipments of the same food, even though it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hey. give the company credit. They're really good. When there's a shipping error in the process, they send you the next one for free and say, donate the, uh, donate the stuff we shipped in error to the Humane Society. I mean, oh, they're nice. good. I do wish them well. I do. So the other big loser today is five below. You know, they're the discount retailer. Everything's supposed to be below $5. Um, so they, uh, they beat by four cents a share, uh, came in at $1.15. So that sounds good. But however, revenue missed the forecast and they are not giving any sales or earnings guidance for the full year due because of so much uncertainty around COVID right now. Um, you, you know, that's gotta be hurting them. 
they're down 7.3% this morning. Wow. Yeah. You know, you'd expect us to be talking about a sell-off this morning, but when we get to the futures, it won't necessarily look that way because you don't have a lot of merry sunshine on the reports, do you? No, but I have one big winner. I want okay. to talk about this one because I think this is probably going to be the wave of the future. It's a company yep. called ChargePoint. ChargePoint is an electric vehicle charging company. They make the charging stations. Um, so with the infrastructure bill, they could benefit substantially from that. And they had a really good quarter uh, this last quarter. Uh, they beat on sales um, and they raised their full year guidance for revenue. Um, and so they're trading up today 15%. There's a category to get into. <laughs> that, that's, that's an area that's going to get helped by this uh, infrastructure, I believe. Absolutely. Resetting the table this morning, down off by a little bit. The rest of the indexes did have decent days. They were green ink, although not the really exciting stuff that makes you afraid it's going to go down 50 points up on the NASDAQ, just a point and a half on the S&P yesterday. 45 minutes before we open, what kind of trend have we got so far this morning, Philip? Hey, right now we've got a lot of green out there, Dave. We've got the Dow up uh, a quarter of a point. Uh, we've got, or a quarter of a percent, rather. We've got the S&P 500 up a quarter of a percent. We actually have the NASDAQ up about three-tenths. So a big winner right now, Russell 2000 up four-tenths. So good news across those uh, indexes. Silver and gold trading down just a tad today. Uh, silver's down three-tenths of a percent. Gold's down less than a tenth. Crude oil, though, is heading up, Dave. It's trying to get to 70. It's up almost 1% this morning to $69.20 a barrel. Ooh. And that's yeah. an increase over by delayed quote, too. So it's an upward trend of some market size as well. Overseas markets, Asia was up at the on the Asian rim at the close this morning. Europe pretty much all up. Great Britain is almost dead flat this morning at this hour. The rest of them are up in the tenth, two-tenth of a percent range across the European community. Getting stability and getting predictability to one's retirement is real important because, heck, who knows what's going to be happening five years from now. How do I get that predictability in my account and get a hold of you? David, give us a call at 863 382 0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And one more look on the weekday markets tomorrow morning here together on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right, man. You have a great day. Appreciate it. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, hey, if you've got a 401k and you're contributing to it, uh, would it be nice to have a written, personalized, ongoing advice so that you can maximize your plan? Hey, we offer that now. Uh, give us a call, 863-382-0037, uh, to get your free report. Hey, with that, I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Take care. Bye now.